Hello and welcome everybody. This is Thursday again uh, and we continue with our competition talk and it's a great pleasure to have um, Christelle Guibert with us. Um, Christelle, how are you? Good to I'm have good. you here. Hi, hi Arthur. Nice to see you. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great to see you because we've missed you in July at our Spirits uh, Judging. Absolutely. Yes. It was a hard time for me, seeing all the colleagues judging spirits in England being locked here. I know. So, I know. It was very sad. And everybody, you know, there was a bit, obviously everybody was excited to be finally back in one room or testing and seeing each other. But there was also a bit of sadness not to see all the international colleagues and friends. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting year. Yeah. I, I still have this batch to, to feel like part of the family. <laughs> Darren, you were, you know, you were maybe not there in person, but you were still there in spirits. <laughs> Absolutely. Chriselle, may I ask you first of all to introduce yourself to our guests? Yes, yeah, so I'm so I'm Chris Aguibert. I'm the CEO of Fine Wine and Spirit for the Convention Group. So the Convention Group, um, it's uh, it's a company on several businesses in the wine and spirit space, and I oversee all the different companies. So it includes the RWSC. We have also a consumer a brand called Club Onologic that we launched mm -hmm. uh, about so, two years now, and also we've got a whiskey launch which was also part of our portfolio. And we also have the AWSE in Hong Kong. So I oversee um, basically all the wine and spirit portfolio. So, and yeah, yeah. And I joined uh, two years ago um, to kind of first to oversee the AWSE, but also launch the Club Onologic um, magazine brands. But my background is very much wine. Uh, I grew up in a wine region in France, in the Loire Valley. And I study wine in France, and I even own a little vineyard in France that I make. Wow. Uh, I make two thousand bottles in partnership with a producer called Vincent Cayet in Muscadet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so my my background is very much wine, and uh, for me, it's such an interesting time at AWSC learning about spirits and discovering the spirit industry and meeting all the people and uh, I, find, I find it fascinating and I'm learning a lot, which is brilliant. So uh, you, you already told us uh, you come from the wine side. Uh, you have your own wines in, back in France. How did you get into tasting tasting professionally? I think it's uh, well. I study. My dad was really into interested in wine, so from a very young age, I used to go and with my dad to visit producers, and um, you know, when when France is part of our culture, so we had wine every day at the table, and and uh, and I was just fascinated by the people actually the I was meeting, and uh, so yeah, I decided to you know started to learn more about wine and started with some tourists and then move on to actually learning about the winemaking side of it mm -hmm. um, and yeah and i i was just fascinating about the the actual more the the making the wine and uh, learning about it and i used to love traveling i was i still love traveling but so i always thought wine was a great uh, place so you know because it takes you all over the world and and then I realized that to really succeed, I had to learn English. So the first thing I did is actually, uh, I never actually worked in France. I straight away moved to London to the idea to stay six months just to learn English. And 
I think 24 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> That's very, very interesting. We have two nice uh, colleagues of us, uh, Henrik Hemmer. He's also a judge of the uh, competition and uh, Tobias Gorn. Hello, both of you. Hi. Good to have you with us. Hi, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. from, from the wine side into London, that's, that's where we got stuck. And then uh, you... And then I, you, I, I, I guess did, in London. Several, yeah, I did several jobs in London, always in the wine uh, industry. I worked at Harrods. Uh, in a wine department. I first joined in a, a very gentleman club called the Boodles Club, which was actually my first job in London, a very traditional club. But it was a brilliant place to start and to study English. And uh, But then when I arrived in London, I discovered that there was more to just French wine, because when you're in France, you just learn about French wine. Or when you are studying Burgundy, you just learn about Burgundy. And so actually, it was really interesting to learn about um, you know the rest of the world basically so I uh, yeah I decided to stay another year another year and I got some great opportunity uh, regarding work and and then I joined Decanter uh, which was obviously a, a big part of my career because I spent 17 years at Decanter and I also wow. worked for Petros uh, in a in a, working with a buying team the wine buying team as well but yeah Decanter was my yeah 17 years so <laughs> It's almost like it's your baby. Uh, Francis Hora joined us, uh, La Grande IWSD. Hello, oh, it's Frank. like a familiar name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So how did they chase you or how how did they have a chance for you leaving the counter, coming to IWSC after 17 years? Yeah, it's, I guess, you know, after 17 years at Decanter, I kind of did everything, you know, I, I could do the job, my eyes closed. And so uh, I felt a bit, um, you know, I felt well, um, you know, maybe it's the opportunity for me to look at doing something different or, and actually my wine project was getting me quite busy. So I say maybe it's a time to develop the wine business, but then, uh, the convention group contacted me, uh, so we started having a conversation, and and it took quite a while. We had several conversations about their ambition, what they wanted to do within the group and the RWSC, and obviously launching the the club or you know the media, the magazine, and the media brand. So I should say actually, it's probably the right time for me to start something something different. So something else, and actually use my skills that I've learned at Decanter, and actually see what I can do with the RWSC. Obviously, it's such a, an institution, it's such a you know a historical brand, and so I so it was quite exciting. So yeah, so I decided to take it on. <laughs> such an institution. I mean, if you look at myself, you see the grey hair. I fit perfectly. You seem to be far too young to join such an institution. <laughs> um, if uh, you would get approached and someone asks you, what is the IWSC? What would be the short answer on that? Well, it's an institution. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's for me, it's such a, it's, it's, it's a 50 years old, you know, uh, company, uh, more than 50, actually 51. Um, mm -hmm. And it has been the benchmark of all the wine competitions without a doubt. Uh, the IWSC was the first competition uh, spirit wine spirit and it's just 
other competitions have used it and other companies have used it as a benchmark to then develop. But they were the first one. Uh, they had this very, very rigorous judging process, which is still is remained. And, and it has built as reputation as being a very, I think, you know, the, the, the historical and, uh, and working with some of the best experts or the best judges as well. Mm-hmm. Is it hard? I mean, you're, you're, in, you're in your job now for about one and a half year, almost? Yeah, yeah two years actually now. Two, two years. years. Is it hard to run a wine and spirit competition under one name? <laughs> It is hard, actually. And well, when I joined, I actually just joined as just the wine side of it. My first year at AWSC was only to look after the wine side of the AWSC because, as I say, my expertise is wine, and and I could I could do a lot with the wine uh, side of the competition. And to be fair, the wine the wine side of the competition needed more help than the spirit side the spirit i think is such a strong brand as such a loyal you know followers and but the wine is a very wine competition are very competitive um they're almost you know getting a bit saturated as well so the wine needed a bit of a refresh and it did a, a bit of a change so that's where my first year was very much focusing on wine but it was interesting to see um how the spirits worked because obviously it was very new to me so yeah so the yeah so it was very much wine but then in july last year that's when i took on also the spirits element and I, and i did find it very difficult to look wine and spirit because um when i joined the iwsc wine and spirit were always as one so all the marketing campaign was very much wine and spirit together mm-hmm. all the processes were done together and and as a result we were using in all our marketing materials we're using words like products because you were describing wine and spirit but obviously word products doesn't really work for wine but so there was a lot of things we were compromising on wine and spirit because we always have to meet in the middle so my first thing i did is actually split the two into the wine and the spirit so we now have we've updated our website where we have a section for wine and a section for spirits mm-hmm. same with our judges we now have a section for spirits section for wine and all our marketing materials now is very much split between wine and spirit because at the end of the day they are very two different They don't have a lot in common. But I think what is the strength of the RWSC is to be able to bring together the wine and spirit industry. And actually, not many people can do that. So it's a, it's a big strength of the RWSC, whether they are very different. And we're talking also to a different audience. And But actually, in within the trade, being able to bring the two together, because I think the wine industry can definitely learn from the spirit industry, especially in terms of marketing, packaging. I mean, the spirit industry is so innovative compared to the wine industry. And I think there's amazing panel discussion or roundtable discussion who could be done around the wine and the spirit. And actually, we can do that because we have access to both. So this is really exciting. And I think this is something we're definitely going to develop, um, hopefully in 2021, when we are allowed to meet, uh, you know, in person. (laughs) We'll definitely do, I think, more uh, discussion around the wine and spirit to really, you know, the two trades working together. Okay. I mean, I discovered that on a lot of competitions, whenever wine people and spirits people are together, you can clearly see there is a difference. Yeah from their mind, from their attitude. Um, Besides the differences, are there any similarities? 
you said it, there are huge differences and you named them. Are there any similarities? Well, I think it's, I don't know, actually. I mean, I'm learning about the spirit industry. So uh, I think I think that two industries could learn, you know, I think what I've learned is the judging process is different. The way you test spirit is different to wine. And but what, I'm what I find fascinating is now the wine industry is really in is more interested in the spirit industry. And they want to know more about how the spirits, how it's judged. And so I think the, the wine industry is probably now really looking at the spirit industry a different way because I think spirit industry is so innovative and you know definitely in terms of marketing way ahead of the wine industry so I think now the wine is definitely looking at the spirit and I've been asked actually by a few people whether we could actually do more interaction between the two where actually both could meet so there's definitely now an interest of those two mm -hmm. industries working closer together and so, and so I think there's a great potential. And now, you know, we've learned as well from one of our sister's company, uh, Fine and Rare Wines, who deal with wine and spirit. There's actually a crossover in consumers as well. There's actually consumers who now drink fine wine, but actually are collect, you know, collect whiskeys. And so there's actually also a crossovers on consumers. So there's a lot of opportunity, you know, to really work closer together as one. Okay. The next question might sound harsh to you, but um, you know we do this to present the different competitions to to consumers and, and and producers. What is the difference between IWC and other spirits competitions? Well, you might I mean, be the best. You, you came up with heritage. You came up with heritage, but is yeah. is there a well, difference I, between IWC and the rest? Obviously, you know the IWC much for much longer than I do. So you probably are the best person to answer that question. But in my eyes, I, I think the heritage is what has, you know, position, you know, the, the RWSC has been uh, a very, such a strong brand, a very loyal brand, uh, has worked, you know, has worked with some of the best judges, best people behind the scene. Um, the team before, you know, Francis has you know, been watching, has done a, such an amazing job at really developing the RWSC and that authority, authority and that's loyalty and that's so you know we're just continuing what the work has been done in the spirit and I think it's just you know we have this heritage we have the expertise uh, we're working with some of the, the best experts and and for me com competition is all about innovation and a competition should never rest on their on this laurel it should really always follow the trends and all i'm doing now is looking at what's learning what's happening making sure the adability is still relevant to our to our consumers but also to our customers and but we're keeping that heritage and continuing that legacy mm -hmm. i mean um, quite quite obviously, bringing in new ideas is never easy, and quite a lot of the people that are in for for many years possibly uh, think, uh, "What the hell is going to change? All, everything was fine." When we look at the judging process, I mean, you you mentioned, by the way, other other competitions as well. Say, yeah, uh, we have international judges and uh, and so on. But I I've. I've had the honor to be part of the team since 2004 and I think it's a, it's a really a unique setup what yeah. what you what we didn't add is the dedicated cellars where everything is prepared for for the tasting and so on what about the tasting process in general and the scoring system I mean obviously it's a hundred point score, uh, score scheme uh, but it's always been a hundred points I mean you've always used yeah. to 
use the entree. But um, I think the way we see, so we introduced Point and uh, we, we updated our, hi Han, we updated our scoring system because we first updated for wine. Wine, we, there's no, no doubt we needed to do it because we, uh, we were very, um, the RWC was not in line with, uh, with the industry standards. Um, so we had to update it. And again, when I joined, uh, it was very much when you do, do a change for wine, you also make it for spirits. So the decision was also made to update it for spirits. And, and that, but actually what I really want to do with the judging process is, is to tell all the judges, and we have been doing this, and it's it is working. Is to actually, it's not so much about the, the score. It's about when you when you test a wine. It's about the description of each medal, which is more important than anything else. What it is to become to be a gold or a silver or a bronze or a gold outstanding. So it's actually the descriptive, which is the most important part of the judging. And this is, and then when you know you you have your descriptive, this is when then you know where it falls in the uh, silver or gold. And then you decide on your on your on your score. But actually, when we updated the scoring system, which obviously we've definitely, um, you know, the the, sil the silver ninety point was much higher than previous years. But we actually, when we changed it in two thousand nineteen, we ended up with more gold than the previous year. So it obviously did not at all affect our result. I think people just the judges saw a different way they just look at it as a descriptive we work a long time we spend a long time and you are obviously involved out there in this in the descriptive of each middle to make sure it's the right thing and we're really pushing um you know that description this is a number one mm -hmm. thing we want uh, judges to uh read to see uh, to decide on before they award the score the score should mm -hmm. come later I know, and I've been part of that uh, that process, and I know you're pushing hard that there need to be a good description, and I know there are people working in the background writing those notes that yeah. do a hell of a lot of work, uh, which yeah. no other competition, by the way, does. So, yeah, we... Um, True. I mean, this is a really good. My my number one priority was to provide feedback to all our entrants, not just the actual winning one and the wines or spirit. Everyone, I wanted to give feedback to everyone because it's actually someone who doesn't win a medal. Probably the feedback are more important than someone who gets a silver or gold. So I, um, this is something when I I started, I just changed straight away. Every single wine and spirit will have a testing note. Anybody who doesn't win a medal will receive feedback from the judge. Francis just says, I think judges know when something, something is gold and to some exactly. extent that score is irrelevant. Exactly. I totally agree with Francis. Totally. Totally. Oh, I know <laughs> at least one person that's not going to agree. Um, no, but we, are getting, we are getting back to Hendrik. <laughs> Could you explain a little about why the award system was changed at IWSC? I mean, I had a similar question sent to you. I said, why did you change the scoring system? It's, it's not that you changed the scoring system. It's that you changed the scores for the medals. Yeah. And that's something quite unique you've done uh, for since centuries because it's always been... Uh, 90 plus is a gold and um, 82, 89 is a silver. And uh, in between, we had the outstanding from 86 onwards. Yeah. And then we had bronze from 75 to, to 79. So the, and, um, uh, yeah. No, so the, the let, 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 me, let me say one, one more oh, yeah. sentence. Sorry. Um, Hendrik called me and said, 
what the hell have you done with the medals? And I said, ah, I haven't done anything this year. Um, and he he brought in a valid point. He said, if I have a 92, I would expect it to be a goal at any other competition in the world. Why the hell should I enter at IWSC if it's only a silver? Well, we have, since we've changed the scoring system, we actually have, we get more gold than previous years. So it just shows that actually the score is not so relevant. It's purely, mm -hmm. I'm going back to the descriptive, it's more important. You know, there was a big risk when we changed it that suddenly to see a drop in, in, in the gold winners. But actually, we did not see a drop. We saw actually an increase of medal, which actually show that, you know, the judges think of the descriptive first and decide whether actually it's a gold and the score becomes secondary. Is the score, you know, I agree with Francis Common, the score is not the most important part. <laughs> why, why sorry, Francis? No need to be sorry. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know, when we ch we had to change it for wine, there was no question about this. We had to change it. And again, my first year of the RWSC, I was obviously looking after the wine, but not the spirit. And the decision was made to also adapt. The score for the spirit because historically everything the, they've done it was changing you know it had to be had to be the same spirit and wine had to be the same or so a decision was made to also change it to to spirit and actually uh, when we talked to our judging committee you know they felt it was maybe the time to change it as well they felt it was more relevant to the market it's more relevant to the export market especially when you start looking at uh, the countries like China and so you know it was also welcomed by all our community and what also we've done is as you know Arthur we you know when I joined we had one judging committee actually it was called the technical and judging committee I think across wine and spirits so we also changed it to um, to a, a spirit judging committee and a wine judging committee. So therefore we had a team really dedicated because you know we had many people wine didn't know anything about spirits and vice versa. So we now have a group, a core you know team of of judges who are there to advise us to to make sure we are independent and we remain rigorous in our process and you know when we presented it when we discussed it you know the committee also felt actually yeah it's probably the time to change it and i honestly think it doesn't feel as you know as as a result showed last year we have seen uh, more gold than previous years so actually just show that the points it's not the number it's not the main criteria actually it's the descriptive and the testing notes which are the most important parts henrik says uh, all almost all the spirit gold medals was at 95 the new bar for golden spirits did you have a lot of aftermath when discussing this course i'm not sure if anybody knows because uh, you only get the the final score um only having 95 scenes. I can remember when I set my induction with uh, Richard and we sat on the panel and we tasted and a dear colleague of mine next to me scored a product 100 points. And then he looked at us, he stared at us and said, goodness <laughs> me, you never ever give 100 points. That's something I remember. So this is not new to me. Uh, all the gold was at 95. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, think, I think it's about the discussion. I mean, I'm a great believer in discussion and I don't believe that judging is a numbers game and I'm a totally against any any 
judging or or which is just a purely numbers game where people score and do an average and that's your middle because for me it's all about discussion so there's a lot of you know when there's a you know as you know there's a lot of discussion when you all test individually and then when you you know go through your score there's a huge amount of discussion happens there and that's when team a score as a team is then decided or middle and then a score but it's it's all about the discussion so I, I think the numbers is you know it's not the most important uh, part and as i said the testing notes obviously getting winning a gold is such a prestigious uh, mm -hmm. and you know yeah we've raised the bar you know getting a 95 for a gold it's but it just shows that when you win a gold it is pretty special and it's you know it's a it's a fantastic achievement yeah so it sounds like you're really satisfied with the outcome. Yeah, I am actually. I'm very pleased with how things are developing. Um, you know, we still, obviously, we're still, I, I feel the spirit, it's, it's, it's already really good. It's working really well. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a great team of, of people working. Toby, Toby's did an amazing job with us this year and supporting us, you know, with all our spirits, uh, producers and, and, uh, you know, we're very lucky. I would think we're lucky at the IWC to have been, to have that support from the judges. We have a lot of loyal judges. We have one judge who, uh, you know, came from Taiwan to you know just for for the for the even had to do this two weeks quarantine so I think we're very very lucky so I'm very pleased and I obviously I, I talk a lot to our judges to make to get their opinions and how we can move it forward because as I said earlier we can't rest on our laurel we always have to make sure we you know continue to um, to evaluate to be there to be actually relevant for the for the market and for our customers Mm -hmm. I can remember quite well when we sat together. <coughs> Sorry, uh, I can remember quite well when we sat together and discussed uh, should the medals um, carry the points on it. And uh, I think the idea was quite clearly in mind towards the US because the US is uh, very hooked on numbers. So can I can I? Talk this is quite an interesting story because. For wine, we had to put the point. We know because for US, obviously, uh, a medal for them, it's, the point is more important, and and people now work with point, and uh, and then uh, and then we uh, we we what we did is we the plan, the original plan was not to use the point for the for the spirit to actually only use a point for the wine but uh when we announced our results there's been a glitch in the system and suddenly um the middle as well as the points were available and uh, and as, as a purely surprise we suddenly realized actually most of our spirit producers were using the points rather than the middle and we as we saw a huge increase of producers using points rather than metal last year and this year we see even bigger so it's we decided to leave it because it's there for people to choose what they want to use but initially we were not planning on releasing the point <laughs> we were just you know really? but it was for the, for, for the, for the spirit size <laughs> And actually, um, it's been a real success because we are seeing now, especially this year more than ever, people using points to promote their, their spirits. Okay. Uh, is it all over the place or is it really just more America focused with the points? No, all over the place. All over the place. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting. Oh, no, all over the place. So, yeah. I feel like so we've set a new trend. <laughs> Well, sure, each critic only issues points and not medals commonly. So um, 
people are very hooked on point. Yeah, it's funny because when we commission for Clubo, for example, our magazine, when we commission uh, spirit writers, Love of the Spirits uh, don't want to score. Um, you know, we often, when we do reports, they don't give us scores. They don't, they don't want to score the spirits. So it's very interesting. It's very, obviously very different to wine. Mm. Henrik comes up again with a question. You see, he's, uh, he seems Henrik to be... Uh, yeah, he's been a little bit with Nicky. Um, he said... In my 12 years of touching spirits, I've only seen a handful of 95-plus point spirits. And now there are super many. Isn't that odd? I mean, to, to finish this, I, what I understood is um, you amended the points for the medals. And uh, with that, also, the judges amended their pointing to the medal. Yeah. And I think yeah, that was quite, quite, quite quick. Yeah, because we actually spend a lot of time, as you know, we spend a huge amount of time in the wording. And really, when we announced, when last year we started really explaining the new wording, we've sent it to all the judges in advance. And and we wanted people to think about the descriptive of each medal rather than to think about um, what was a silver before, the descriptive, you know, what is now. We wanted people to think about the descriptive and then to think about, okay, that falls into the gold or the silver bracket. So actually, it did, as I say, it didn't affect at all our, our results. Why there's more gold now than, you know, historically, I can't really answer that question because I haven't been really analyzing our spirit uh, entries for long enough. I've only checked. I was interested to see the difference between 18 and 19 when we updated our scores. Why there's more gold? I mean, this is, I mean, I can answer it for wine, why there's more uh, wine awarded medals purely because I think wines are better made than they were, you know, 10, 10 years ago or better quality. And, you know, so I think it's because I would say, and therefore there's more medals. I, I can't really, you're probably the better person to answer that question than me. <laughs> Very kind of you. Well, one of the most asked questions to, uh, to all persons um why or who should enter to iwsc i mean I well, the answer is the answer is everyone sure everyone. <laughs> everyone. We, I, i'm not sure if you followed uh, we had a talk with the guys from the new uh, Inter international sugarcane uh, spirit awards and they focus very hard on everything sugarcane others uh, go more for uh, areas who should enter IWC? Well, I think it's, a, I always think entering competitions in general, it's a great opportunity for any um, different style or different category, which are probably not, maybe not that well known or consumers don't really understand because it's the opportunity to really put, um, you know, a category on the, on the map. And to help to develop that, you know, that brand and the category as well. So, you know, I mean, in terms of wine, any emerging market, it's it's competitions are a great place to actually uh, enter. And for spirits, it's the same. Any smaller categories. I know Toby's been really pushing uh, Pisco, and again, I see, I agree with him. I think Pisco is an amazing opportunity to really, and they should use competition to really promote, uh, you know, their their category. But it's also a great opportunity for smaller brands who don't have you know, massive marketing budget, who needs help to get exposure. Uh, 
And because we provide a third endorsement, we provide endorsement to their brand. We basically help them. We get them tested by professional in a very, you know, blind, very professional, rigorous system. So we we give them something to help them to promote their brand. So I think any smaller company really want to uh, promote their brand and don't have massive marketing budget. I think competition is a great start. But also benchmarking. I think Spirit is a great competition. is a great opportunity to benchmark to see how you're doing against your competition and also how you doing from one year to the other year as well mm -hmm. I mean what I saw from other from uh, from other producers is that they love IWC for being international and yeah. uh, it's a it's an English language competitions uh, and the world looks at this course so that's commonly the the answer I get when I ask why IWC because everyone looks at it you have a second competition you said Hong Kong International uh, IWSC is that going to be kept separate for the future or we we're talking I can't say too much right now but we are in discussion um to really work closer together it, it was um and you know as a, a properly Francis knows uh, more how it started but I think they were a bit more joint before uh, a long time ago when they started it um they were run by the by the UK office Uh, but then uh, for some reasons they kind of departed and went there, you know, different way and became actually two, you know, same name, but actually two different competitors with not a lot in common. Actually, we're now having conversation with them and actually working together because I think we'd be a much stronger brand working together. So, yeah, so we definitely want to do more together and we want to bring those two competitions in line as well. And actually, to it will give us a, a, a wider reach. It will give us more exposure in, in, in Asia, you know, without a doubt. So, yeah, we definitely are in, in discussion and hopefully that it will happen quite soon. Okay, so the gate, the gateway to Asia will will stay there. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> so looking looking into the future, I can, can you talk a little bit about the future? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, I can. No problem. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's quite hard at the moment to talk about the future because uh, yeah. every day it's a new it's a new venture. Um, but obviously, we are uh, we're closing our. Uh, office in Dancefall where we have been doing our judging for quite a few years, a decade or more. Um, so yeah, so that's, it's goodbye to our, uh, our home and obviously we'll need to find a new home for our spirit judging next year, which we are, uh, we'll be starting working in, uh, in the September, October period. So that's going to be a big move for us. Um, so we will have to look at different uh, options. And so that's that's going to be quite a big thing for next year to really uh, locate our spirit judge into a new place. Um, I think in terms of the spirit side of it, it's uh, it's just to continue working with all our you know, core judges and experts and to make sure we continue offering, you know, um, a very, you know, updating the competition if we need to and to become even more stronger. And we have uh, developed um, quite a huge um, editorial uh, content. Uh, so we are going to be doing more uh, videos um, starting from mid-September. So we actually well, we want to bring our results um, a bit more alive and a bit more, um, you know, on, on. So we're going to be doing quite a lot on social media, but actually more around videos as well, working with our experts. So that's quite exciting. Obviously, this is an experiment, but we're very excited about, um, yeah, what we've put in place. And uh, so there's going to be more into uh, editorial content 
around our results as in writing more about uh, the people who have actually done well at the RWSC and also writing about their categories as an education. You know, people learn, can learn and will come to us hopefully to learn more about the new trends or the new spirit categories. So we have, um, we've recruited a new content uh, team, uh, Guy Woodward, who is now leading the team, um, started with us in March. So we're now putting quite a big plan in place for in terms of editorial, and that will be across AWSC, but also our consumer uh, publication, which is Club Onologic. Um, we already talked about touching next year. Um, it stays how it is, all, all in one go, or is the intention there to split it up like with the wine site? I think we just have to talk to. Uh, so at the moment we've done a big, we did a, a big research, uh, market research, with amongst all our um, all our customers back in September, I think. Um, and then we realised that when a lot of our customers wanted to to get their spirit judged as early as possible, so they could benefit from their wins all year round, basically. So something we quite like to look at is maybe moving the spirit judging earlier. Um, so, you know, thanks, Toby. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so maybe moving it slightly earlier. Um, so that's one thing. But we need to work closely with uh, all our you know, customers and our experts as well and find the, the perfect timing, whether we do, you know, at the end of the day, the, the gene don't have to be judged the same time as whiskey, for example. Mm. I mean, we definitely, uh, we're talking about judging whiskey, the Scotch whiskey in Scotland and obviously bringing our judges to Scotland. And as you know, Arthur, we've even to look at taking some categories to, you know, your part of the world as well, and why not judging cognac in cognac. And so with, mm. there's different talk, um, but at the moment they sort of been put on hold because of the current situation, you know, with travel and everything else. But, you know, all the spirit don't have to be judged all at the same time, I think, uh, as long as we have the right experts for each category and, or, you know, they could be all judged together, but earlier, we just have to, there's something we need to work on to find, um, what is best, you know, um, in calendar, calendar. But for our priority would be to work with all our experts and and work with them what's what is best for them as well. That's the number one priority. Well, I mean, um, years before, Francis will remember uh, the touching of the spirits was commonly uh, in March. So uh, it just been pushed further because yeah. of the wines. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, I actually had a chat with Francis, I think, a couple of weeks ago about it because I realized that it used to be um, earlier. So I was actually yeah. asking her how the transition happened. And uh, so, yeah, actually, you know, March would be quite a nice time or late February to do it. And it's just, I think, producers felt, you know, it's not like wine, you're not vintage dependent. Wine, we have, you know, we are limited when we can do it with the vintage, but actually, spirit, we're not. And the feedback we, we receive is, Love producers would like to receive their awards earlier in the year, so they have um, the rest of the year to uh, to promote it. Well, Henrik uh, goes away. Maybe uh, you will you will want to, to drop him a message afterwards, so you can uh, close that discussion about wine and spirits. Uh, Henrik, Henrik, you'll join us next year. The judging. I hope to see you soon again as well, Henrik. Um, well, Christelle, we are up with yeah. the questions. No, um, it's good. And yeah, it's been great. So have you done any judging on your side? Because obviously you've been you haven't been able to travel and uh... No, 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 not yet. 
I mean, um, I did I did some tasting here in the office, but not really competition judging this year until now. Yeah, you miss it a lot, a lot. Yeah, not only just not only to taste, also the social the social thing to yeah. to to meet friends and and colleagues and um, it's yeah. quite sad. It's quite sad this year. Yeah. Yes, but hopefully, you know, we just have to be uh, positive and hopefully 2021 will be kinder on all of us, you know. Mm. Absolutely. So, Chriselle, thank you very, very much for joining us and uh, giving okay. us a look and, uh, and telling us more about the competition. Um, we stay um, backstage um, when we end the broadcast. Um, next week, Thursday, we have the last competition talk um, and Christian Wolf from uh, ISW from Germany will join us to present his spirit competition uh, and that will round off the big four. And uh, thank you very much for watching. Uh, have a nice evening and see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.